namaste good morning happy november it's yogi girl tea i haven't really done a podcast in a while i don't do them that often but i want to do one today and it's um keep it 100 that's what we're gonna call it okay we're gonna keep it 100 and in the most tactful mindful way that i can be so one free of curse words just out of respect for our elders and god and myself oh that was beautiful super emotional lately I want to say this this is meant to be said I have to say that I tend to be very private Um, very 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 private Um, I've experienced quite a bit of trauma in my life and I think that trauma that I keep quiet and the experiences that I go through that are not positive that I keep to myself are only detrimental because secrets can only hurt you if you keep them to yourself, you know? you They can't. There's a saying, and I don't know what it is, but you guys know what I'm talking about. You're only as safe as your secrets, right? That's it. It just came to me. So, um, I have to accept all of who I am. And I have to find healing. And my aunt posted something coincidentally um, yesterday that basically said, like, if you're always holding the baggage from from the past traumas or the bricks from the last traumas you'll you'll keep building the same house wow this is powerful trying not to cry and be a weirdo emotional person but you know what that's cool because I'm feeling things and I felt God told me this morning to tell you all what I've experienced lately and and maybe not in depth because because some things I do with like do want to keep to myself because I am private and I'm not going to change that part of myself either and also I could be selective of what to share or how to share things right because because this is a journey and you guys are taking it with me a journey of healing and also helping to serve others and I can't serve others if I'm not whole so let's take a journey together let's praise God from the depths of hell people write books after they do it and that's not bad you gotta sometimes you gotta bounce back and recover before <laughs> whoa and I'm laughing because the man let me just let's just talk I'm keeping it 100 I'm keeping it 100 you are allowed to disagree you are allowed to speculate you are allowed to have your own opinions and they are none of my business unless you want to share them <coughs> but let's go on a journey shall we a journey praising God from the depths of hell so I was in church groups and I'm going to cut to the point. So I'm in a church group at a church. Church on the Rock. The best church ever. Um, granted, I tend to get very angry at churches. People, the sheep. My pastor, Blunt, man, he's amazing. But it's in every place I'd be lying if they, I didn't say that there was people that, who cares? It's none of my business. It's none of theirs, right? But I think the point is the devil lies a lot. So some of those thoughts and running from the church and the people might be us. We are allowed to have our minds, but but if it brings negativity or confusion, that's not from God. And even if the people are there that aren't from God, eh, you need to pray for those people just to have awareness and kindness or compassion or love or whatever you want them to have. But So the devil lies, and here's an example. I was in group yesterday. I haven't gone to group in a couple of or at least one season and I normally had and this group is called the Godmothers group now 
Man, these godmothers. I, I was drawn to that group with the yoga group that last season I went because, well, yoga obviously, but the, because I needed a mother figure. More. We all need more. It takes a village. And at the time, I wasn't even speaking to my mother, but so much growth has occurred. I'm sure they'll tell you. I don't know if I want to talk about groups personally like this, but I'm not going to talk about anything they said. I'll have to ask. But for myself, I can talk for myself. You know, I'm in group. Then I think nobody. Well, when I went in, I was crying. I, it's not like me, did you? Like, you know, I can be. But I went in a group and I I told them that I needed them. And I, they came in at a good time. I was, yesterday was hard. Yesterday was a hard day for me. I am healing and trying to treat um, some panic disorder. And uh, manage managing my emotions has never been easy. So let's talk about the mental health aspect after that um when I was in there I said I needed you guys wow amazing like I I just happened to look down I was like you know 648 and the group started at 630 and god my internal timer is good because god but I logged into group and just told them the truth I told them that I'd been going through some things so you know probation over soon and just going I'm struggling and they know what I was talking about this is the part that I'm gonna keep private because because I want to I was struggling. There was a situation in my mind that arose, and it was logical, but I went into a full panic, and I couldn't almost see straight. But I managed it so well. And I don't think I did. It was then that he carried us. I don't think sometimes that we have the ability anymore. Or for me, I realized that I'm an escaper escape my realities in my mind I'm, my mind is our minds your mind ours there's nobody that's psychic or nobody that's we all are given it like we might not all been given eyes we might not all be given feet legs feet perfect bodies but we all are given grace and we're all given choice and we're all given god in the same capacity now, I have questions like, well, are, does that mean that people are bad? No. Their purpose might just be different. Now, we have choices to control our purposes. But some are meant for greatness and some aren't, and it's a fact. And I don't... I'll tell you, as far as my beliefs, because I mean, might, you might, you're going to hear them contradict. thing is, if it brings negativity and confusion, it's not from God. So, like, uh, I'm not going to go into detail, but... I have to do more research on things like on the Bible first and foremost. That Bible, I need to read all of it in its entirety because I know that I know in my heart to believe everything in it. But I also don't have limited thinking, and I believe in perception. And I'm going to leave that there. <laughs> keeping it one, <laughs> keeping it one hundred. I told these ladies in the group, and I felt like I felt like my ears are ringing right now, and it could be whatever that thing that starts with a T, or it could be spirit. I don't know, um, but whatever capacity um, I don't know what to say brain thought but point is I was thinking when I got off that phone or the yeah, yeah the phone the meeting the group because I went and told them things We I did what I was supposed to do I did she had asked me to do the night the prayer and I did and um, I was thinking be, the devil was telling me that uh, I should just tell them I left state and that I, that I didn't deserve to be in that group and that 
or not deserved it, I think, just that I bring negative energy into the group, and I do. My energy can be very scattered, and people feel that energy is real, very real. Everything's vibration. I was so beating myself up, and just, just oh, man, if it brings negativity and confusion, I know these things. He is, devil is, so, I get a phone call, and I was already having, I was already crying. I'm not sure. There were so many synchronicities yesterday. I'm trying to give examples. Like, I, I sent a message last night because I thought I heard something in my house, and I sent a message to somebody that said, I'm scared. I think that somebody's in the house. And then um, I looked this morning, because it woke me up, and I looked this morning, and it was 2.22 when I sent that. If you know about numbers, things in synchronicity, like one ones, two twos, three threes, four fours, five, eight eights, so that's... I'm just getting ready to be 888 because it's 855. Remember the timer? Oh, this is funny. While I'm talking, it's going to go to 888. Those are angel numbers, so I, you know, I can, I will talk about it. I do tarot readings. Now, I'm, a, I'm keeping it 100. I asked Spirit Guide, look, I'm talking defensively like you guys are attacking me and I'm attacking myself. Oh, I missed the 888. Anyways, they, the tarot had said 888 and it will be significant for you. And I think... God speaks to some ways he knows that we can we will hear or we it's easier for us he doesn't he comes to you where you are you know so last night I get a phone call like 10-ish and it's um like one of the like, ladies from group and I was crying because I was just having all these synchronicities in my mind about God's like God was just talking right to me and I'm feeling crazy so I was talking to Jesus I don't know why we feel crazy when we're talking to Jesus we think we feel like we're talking to ourselves but essentially you are it's a matter of perception too I don't hear voices, and some do, and that's not, I'm not judging. I don't know if it's schizophrenia, if they're, if they're listening to spirit, and that's just how God communicates with them. I mean, who's, who am I? But I know there's more than what meets the eye, and I'm not going to th- limit my thinking. But anyways, she calls, and she says, you know, I'm crying. and telling her, so I just, you know, I'm just, this something so beautiful. And she says things about how I bring so much joy to the group and how just, she was just validating that I do need to be there and how, how, how I, how much I bring to the group, and I don't realize what I bring. I was crying because I'm like even harder. Like I, I swear, the devil was just telling me now, and I, now I realize what I was hearing. <laughs> You're hearing the devil, and uh, but I, even then, I think I'm crazy. Like, and okay, so first, we're on the phone, right? It's 10 o'clock p.m. I've already came into group crying. I'm not acting like myself. I have a history. Of drug use. I have a very sad mind always, and that is, and I re- it is sad. It's a fact, and I, I hope to get healing from this if you could pray for it. But and it could be true too. But but either way, I well, no, it is all true. I, regardless of what other people are thinking, I'm so insecure about that. And I don't like talking to you guys about it. It's eleven eleven, because I must say eight eight. But I got to eleven eleven. Stop it. Um, what that means now I'm telling you this that means I'm supposed to be telling you this so I I was I had heard something and it was so loud and I've been hearing things like in the basement noises that can't be explained like my friends believe in like come in the basement if something will happen they'll run out and like big big dudes and they're just here like I don't want to be in here and I feel like I'm losing my mind and then I don't want to tell people because I think they'll think I think I'm doing things wrong you know I'm on drugs and I'm not but she, uh, I heard this loud noise and 
I immediately cried out in fear. Like, I, like, I didn't even, I couldn't plan it. It was just instant. And, like, I'm, like, almost crouched down because I was so scared. I'm, like, looking out. Like, what was that noise? Like, I'm looking out the window because I want to run out of it. Like, I want to open the door and run out as the, the window's on the door. But it's, like, 10 o'clock at night, and I don't want to just stay. What am I going to do? Stand outside? But there's something in that. I'm scared, right? I'm human. But then I think I was in my mind because, like, what is in this house? But she... There was no way for me to hide that. I would have hit it from anybody, but I couldn't because I was on the phone. Instant fear. Like, ah, oh, like, I, I'm not kidding. Duplicated, but anyways. Just that cry, like, fight or flight with something. Boo. And, you know, and just, like, you shriek. That's what I did. Just wail, like, kind of cry. And um, she goes, Tiffany, Tiffany, calm down. I don't even know if she said calm down, but she was like, Tiffany, listen to me. And I listened. And she says... I think that she's gonna say call the police. And uh, she goes, you're okay. Like, I don't know exactly what she said, but she was basically, she said, that is Satan. And I had just been saying to myself, like Satan makes the most noise when he's leaving, but I was I was hearing, like it was my thoughts. Satan makes the most noise when he's leaving. All day yesterday, be still, for I am God. Satan makes the most noise when he's leaving, be still, I'm not the God. Eye on the prize, eye on the prize, Lucas, your kids. You're at the finish line, probation's over in one month. December 1st, and I, I'm, I've been afraid because uh, people catch cases right before they are, are off probation. Things happen, and I've had a, a fear that I should have taken to God, but I did, though. <laughs> Here's the fun part. So she's telling me, she doesn't say call the cops. She says, that's Satan. Like, that's the devil. He He's making noise when he's leaving. And I'm like, yeah, 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 he is. So then, it's <laughs> so beautiful. So the year before last, no, two years ago, <coughs> sorry, going through a hard time, right? And, and normally, boom, jail, revoke something, right? No, no, I was in jail, but that was the last time I was in jail because then I, I did what I always do. Like, you know, you're in jail, you sober up and you start to, you start to feel things, those things hurt, they are like mother. Oh my God, so you like start to cry, but then you quickly distract yourself in jail. I don't care, you'll figure it out. This is how I talk, I'm not even changing it. Cause this is, I'm getting excited now, cause I'm telling you guys some cool stuff. So, and then I'm almost done, maybe. <laughs> At least I'm gonna die now because of this podcast, people will actually know me, thank God, for my voice coming out. It's beautiful. It's gonna help somebody, even one person. Anyways, I, uh, I felt something say, you know, when I say I heard something or, or, or I, it's it, the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And don't worry about it. Cast, it's none of our business. We're, look, he's talking. Point is, it's irrelevant. He is um, telling me like, no, I was what I had pictured that made me cry about Lucas was his head laying on my chest as a bit like just, oh my God, it's just my heaven laying in the field in tall grass. I used to say, I don't want to go to heaven. Why, <laughs> Why would I want to go to heaven? You're not hungry. You can't do anything fun there, right? Like what, you can, they say you're not hungry, you're not thirsty, you have no desire to get hot. What, who wants that? You don't have no desire to get drunk. You can't have, <clears throat> like what do you do there in them huge houses and mansions you build in the sky? <laughs> I love you, I'm laughing so hard now because man, if somebody, if I think about me like myself, like what do people think? I don't really care. Like I'm having so much fun right now, it's so healing and this is my journey of healing. So it is what it is. <laughs> To healing to help. I'm healing to help. Uh, heaven to hell. HH. I think it's H squared. <laughs> when you see your H squared, think of healing and help. We gotta heal to help. I'm writing a whole book. 
before, while I'm healing, instead of doing it at the end, I'm gonna, let's take the journey through the depths of hell. And I'm still praising. Thank you, God. Do I have everything that I want right now? All my dreams? Nope. No, the biggest one I'm still waiting on. But you know what I do? I pray. I don't wait for things to go well. I praise God from the depths of hell. Now that smile, that's faith. Now watch things go well. <laughs> so my phone are up. Anyways, I felt it. I made myself feel like you're, I'm picturing Lucas on this. So my, oh, anyways, about the heaven, real quick. So I always pictured heaven and Shavasana, like, like heaven with Lucas laying on my chest. Because I, because that day in jail, I learned to feel that because I made myself, no, uh, don't distract yourself. You're going to feel this. Because if you don't, you're never, God's like, you're never, or you're going to come right back. Like, do you want to be free from this, these, these, this prison? You better learn to feel that right here. Forced sobriety, or you're not going to keep, stay out. Facts, right? Learned feel. So I did. Then I had, I had a friend, Adam, I'll say it, Adam Fogel, and um, I had stayed with him. He, rest in peace, Adam. He had passed away in February of 2020 or 19. Anyways, wow. It's been a while. Anyways, uh, I had been, <laughs> I have said many mean things to many people right before they died. And I'll tell you them. I'm going to tell you them. To him, I told him that I hope he dies alone. I pray to God to drop my karma for that because I sure don't want to die alone. And I'm sorry that I said that to him, and I hope he didn't. But when he was sick, I seen it. But when he would died, he seen that I was sick. And I went to jail right after he passed away. Found it on Facebook. Somebody posted it, and I never seen nobody there. Well, taking care of him. That's neither here nor there. But, sad. Yeah, that's how I found out. So I'm angry at God. Are you like? I thought my faith could heal him. I did. He had um, the rarest, most aggressive form of cancer there is. Look it up. It's like B lymphoma, right? Anyways, and he had a hip pain. Like he would always ask me about his hip, and I didn't know him that well. I met him right before he died. I usually curse. I have a hip pain now too, and I, I think he's cussed, he make, I'm gonna say a cuss word. I, I have a pain in my ass because I was a pain in his ass. <laughs> I told him to die alone. He's not, he's human too, you know, or was, <laughs> or was. anyways. I just got, like God, he's never, I said, you're never gonna forgive me. I'll never forgive myself. You're gone, there's no, nothing, there's no way I'm gonna forgive you or know that you forgive me because he was saying I forgive you. And, uh, and then I told him, you know, let me walk out this county jail then because I've never walked out this county I always get transferred to a million different others because I got a million different warrants and he says you know test me and I'll show you I forgive you so I was like well what's about well I'll walk out of St. Charles this is a true story I'll walk out of St. Charles County Jail when I go to court tomorrow and they they let me go I'll walk out and, and the, the doors in St. Charles I won't get transferred nowhere else I got like seven warrants right deal done okay well then the next day I guess where I walked out of I'm just saying I might have got picked up very shortly after because they realized I had warrants <laughs> but that happened and I was like whoa he forgives me but I also whoa made myself feel Lucas on my chest feel it I cried I wailed so hard that night usually in jail I don't know if you know anything about jail but listen girls don't want to think about their kids when you're crying about yours it forces them to think about theirs nobody likes that shit sorry for cussing but um I was wailing that night and some of them if they're listening I don't know but they might they'll <laughs> I mean, I, people will step up with some of the things I tell you because they'll be like, that's true, I was there. Anyways, I was wailing so loud. Like, I've only wailed, well, it feels like literally I've done that twice now, but first time was when I realized I was getting served with a restraining order keeping from my son for a year, and um, they had to sedate me. I woke up, I, 
Um, I was in St. Joseph's crying so hard, and then I woke up in Winsville and the hospital, the, you know, the crazy part of it, but which is fun, by the way, the great hospital. That really is. Um, calls, good meds. Let's not talk about it. You can use a phone. It's way different than jail. <laughs> but, um, you know, the doctor had said, you got to be quiet when I was wailing so hard on the stretcher in there. Cause I, was, I had said, now I'm going to kill myself I'm back then. And I meant it that day. Um, I said it in front of police and I have a criminal justice degree. I'm not stupid, you know? You don't say those things in front of cops. I just said it was I meant it and I wasn't seeing anybody but death. And I jumped over the couch and he caught me midair. And he's like, because he said, oh, man, I'll never forget that police officer, St. Peter's, Poli Peter's Police. He goes, oh, man. And I would love for these cops to like be hearing this. And some of the messages, I'm convinced they're angels and not human, but he swoops me up in his arm, like hooked it underneath me. Threw me and caught me midair, jumping on the couch. That was the first time I was having handcuffs, but anyways, um, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, I got up, you know, I didn't go back to jail. That was that was that, that time, right? Things went, things were bad. Well, then the next time things were bad. I mean, it was like the last few, the years ago, Wes went to jail. I didn't know how I was gonna take care of myself with kids to the next phase being, um, I got left in Oklahoma. I don't wanna talk about it. <laughs> That's a whole nother day, and I don't know how to talk about that without being disrespectful to my mother, and I don't want to do that. So um, don't think nothing bad about her. Or it's just more to the stories, I guess. Anyways, there's two sides too, and I probably haven't asked her of her, so that's very mature of me. The third phase is me coming back home January 13, 2017 from Oklahoma. A miracle in itself. By that night, I was getting my daughter off the bus. Anyways, uh, you know, rehabs. Um, on my own for my kids, parenting classes, uh, getting my kids back, and then um, the restraining order happening, and um, and then the mental hospital, and then the other mental hospital I got transferred to, and then another mental hospital stay, and then you know uh, shortly after the restraining order, within three a three month period, I had been charged with six felonies, um, in total seven. I. I have pled guilty on four of them, and that's the, the felonies there are. There are no more pending. I have not committed any crimes since then. Seriously. So accountable. I mean, seriously. Like, seriously. Wow. So, like, the next year, I look back, and I'm like, whoa, I haven't been in jail all year. I, I didn't go to jail at all. Whoa. Like, that was a beautiful thing. And then, you know... Time goes on and you realize how long it's been since you've been in there and you're like, <laughs> it's beyond your own. But then you're, you realize like you're really living right, like wholeheartedly. You're living right and God supports you when you're living right. So then the next year, right, it hurts like hell. I'm not in jail. And I knew I was hurting. I picked up a needle and I picked up the Bible at the same time. Somebody gave me a shot of fentanyl on March 24, 2020. I didn't do fentanyl. It doesn't matter why. You can die. My cousin just died from blood infection, heart attacks, brain aneurysm. Go ahead and think you can't die from shooting meth. Go ahead and think that. Go ahead and think you can't die from that shit anyways. I'm sorry to say that with passion, but it's poison. Let's be logical. Yes, the big, big pharma, all, you know, the, the, the pills that are regulated, but the, that's all. But they are regulating it. Um, these people are out here thugging and huge... You, I dare you. Do, you. do you know the Preston Xanax with fentanyl? You better be very careful. I don't really want to die. And I sure don't want to die on drugs. 
think about it. Just be scared. You should have a fear. That fear from me over to I was telling God, I, I kept saying out loud, you better confess some things. I'm not going to die a junkie. Why did I pick up the Bible and the needle at the same time? Start going to church groups and stuff. Because you're, you got to, you're, you're, you got to start movement in your head before your feet start moving. Uh, recovery doesn't happen overnight. It is a process. It is a process and it's something that has to be maintained. Very much maintained. You know, why are addicts friends with everybody? Does your, is your mom friends with everybody? Does she just meet people at the gas station and get in cars with them? Because addicts know what the hell I'm talking about. Do, does your parents um, have people over for dinner and you don't know who the hell they are? Not probably. Not usually. Unless they're like, it doesn't matter. There's going to be exceptions. You guys get where I'm going with this. Why are addicts so, so welcome to that? And I'll tell you why. For myself, I'm speaking for myself as, an, as a recovering addict. Because they are the only ones that accept us and understand because we feel each other. We do. I promise you, we feel each other from a mile away. You can tell by looking at anybody, almost, whether they've done drugs or not. But I look in the mirror all the time and I still see that, that past. And, and a lot, some people say they do and some say they don't. It's a matter of perception, I guess. I definitely see it when I look in the mirror. Because it's part of my trauma, but I need to stop seeing it. I can't build the bricks of the new house with taking the past with me. That's not who I am now. That's why someday I'm going to donate money to, um, after I pay for my own, make payments on veneers. I don't have horrible teeth, but I, don't, I want beautiful teeth. And um, I want to do that for somebody else and tell the, you know, that would change. I think poverty is a big, poverty and trauma is a big part of, uh, <laughs> they are the parts of uh, addiction. I'm dare, I'd be very surprised to find one person, one has never had a problem with trauma, anything, nothing traumatic happened to them, and and they were never in financial distress. It's, I mean, yes, you there's people that grew up with financial richness, but but they have probably have a trauma, or they there's people that never had a trauma, but they have financial wealth. You know, I'm just curious. I would like you guys to prove me wrong, maybe, but I'm just curious. Is there any like so the two common things? And, um, anyways, so I, you know, I was in the hospitals and then came back rehab. And then, uh, the overdose that scared me. And, um, I said, I'm a scared, I'm alone. I, I almost died and I have a mind where I underreact to things. And so the EMT in St. Charles She's there from St. Peter's, and I love them. She said, you didn't almost die. You did die, and everybody's out here saving their lives, and you're trying to injure us, and all, like, a defensive mode. And, like, that, like there's times when I've just sat down, like, it's straight from God's lips, so, like, he speaks to us, how we'll understand his tarot. But she, I didn't get defensive in that moment, but I was barely conscious. But let me just say, she didn't, <laughs> I didn't get defensive. I heard her, like, yeah, and then my, like, defensive mind's like, what? I didn't, I didn't know I was getting that fentanyl I thought I was getting doesn't matter. She's right. Are you slow deathing yourself or what? Because it's not healthy. You know it's poison. Is everybody else around you dying and going to prison, but you're cool? Nothing's going to happen? Come on now. And, and and God respects effort in your heart. So don't beat yourself up if you're in active use. And I'm telling you, do not beat yourself up if you fall 500 times. Remember how I said recovery has to be maintained? Addict, addicts have to always be maintaining. 
So you gotta be aware of your social situations. Don't go hanging out with just anybody. That's why I said that. That's that was the start of it. I'm glad I brought myself back. God brought me back that focus. You gotta be very selective who you hang out with. Be be careful who you associate with. Don't just let anybody in your car, dude. You, let me just tell you a little Missouri law. And here I found out the hard way. If you're in a car with somebody and there's drugs and nobody will take it, that doesn't mean nobody gets charged or they just take who's right and who's wrong. It means y'all both get charged if they don't take it. And then you either have to have, be like, no, you just both take it. So don't do that. Be careful who you have. Don't be afraid to say, no, you're not right with me. Let me search your bag. You shouldn't even be hanging out with people. You gotta search the bags. Point is, be careful who you hang out with. And yeah, I'm getting on probation soon, but I'm just one stupid mistake away from going right back to where I started, if not worse. That's not going to happen. They didn't wonder. They didn't wonder if I was coming back. They wondered when. I could, I'm getting goosebumps. And I would like to say now. I'm not never coming back. But here's what I know. You do not say anything. Well, I don't know. That's a positive affirmation. I will. I'm not coming back. That's my positive affirmation. But I'm going to leave it this here to double jujitsu the. <laughs> the, the, uh, you know, what is that called? It's called, uh, when you're, sca- oh, when you're super, uh, stitious. Yeah. They say that it's not of God or somebody says that. I think my mom said that, but, but I'm a little superstitious <laughs> to human is error. Forgive them father for they know not what they do. Send that I carried you. That's what I say whenever I feel like I'm failing God. Um, okay. The next year after the overdose last year beautiful this is a beautiful story so you know been sober for the need from the needle for a while it's such a powerful thing you know been uh, so it's crazy how you get still and you get clarity so I was hurting really bad and sad it was just a very hard year so I'm like okay so I'm not supposed to pick up a needle when it hurts like this I don't want to go to jail so I gotta feel this. Like, what do I, like, so what am I supposed to do right now? And I'm thinking logical, like, you're supposed to ask God for help. That's what everybody says, right? So you're not crazy. Like, but every time I did ask God for help or said out loud or talk to Jesus, I felt nuts. But then this song, Talking to Jesus by Elevation Church, you know, makes me not feel so crazy anymore. Christians understand some things I didn't know they had an understanding about. See, I thought they, oh, they don't like tarot, they don't like psychics, they don't like that. It's all perception. It's all perception. Some people have an understanding of that and can explain that for themselves. Like, the lady in my group last night, she didn't think I was crazy. She didn't think I was hearing certain things. She didn't assume I was on drugs. She knew that the devil makes the most noise when he's leaving, and she informed me of that. She also let me know that I was wanted and loved and to be there, that I was supposed to be in that group. The devil had been lying, and when I didn't have the ability to spot these lies and stop them, a divine intervention happened. See? So that year, I cried out to God, it hurts. It hurts. You. This is what you want me to do. I'm telling you, it hurts. Do you know I've seen my son that year? May 22nd. 2020. One. Or the next year, I mean, sorry, a year later. Like with well. Yeah. So that was like November, December. Yeah. The following year. Bam. Things happened. Do you know in that moment what happened when I cried out to God for help? The missionaries from the Mormon Church of Latter-day Saints <laughs> happened. I think they're in foreign floors there. <laughs> I love you all. Landon Nielsen, I'll say that. Anyways, all of you, all of you, you know who you are. Landon moved back to um, that place. I don't know, Utah. I don't know. 
Thanks, Tyler. I think I'm right. But anyways, they called me, and then, and then they said they had butt-dialed me, but they'd been bothering me. We already did our prayer request. I'm like, why are they still calling me? I would just be, well, they know. I would talk. To, I, look, I kept it 100 with them. Oh, my gosh. They knew things nobody knew. They were my friends, like everybody. Like, who are you talking to? The missionaries? Oh, the missionaries. Now, I am not converted to Church of Latter-day Saints because I have my own reasons, and it's nothing negative. It's just a difference in perception, a difference in opinion, difference in we're different. We are allowed that, and um, we accept each other. That, that's why I love them. They're so the image of God, that accepting. They just want you to come with them. Like Sometimes we feel in churches like you have to earn that, but Church of Latter-day Saints, you don't got to earn that. You've been that, right? And that's another one of our, that's why, yes, never mind. Um, anyways, I was thinking something logical in my head, I swear, but uh, I just decided to keep it private. See, that's what I was doing in my brain just now. You're welcome. The next year, they they butt, but they butt dialed me. Oh, we, we didn't mean to call you because they butt dialed you. Come on now. Uh, that leads me back to another synchronicity. So I'm in jail. At, uh, the, the first, like when I was in there for like almost four months. And I was known for reading my Bible and things and stuff. And the girls are like, I came out just angry, man. I'm tired of being in this mug. I hate it here. Let me just tell you, I'm going to be dramatic, Tiffany. Ready? I should probably charge my phone because this is important. If it dies, I'm going to be upset. I hate it here. Like, I hate it here. Like, there's, I'm going to be me. This is me. This is how I am. This is me. I'm going to perform right now. This is me. Um, I'm performing right now. Oh, some, that reminds me of a celebrate, or not celebrate recovery, a sobriety. Huh. This lady for my treatment, for my outpatient when I had to go, and I'm still in, by the way, she goes, make sure you're, you're being sincere and you're not performing. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, that hurt like a mug. Like, oh, you know what hurts? The truth. <laughs> the truth hurts. Guess what I'm not doing now? Performing, but I believe back then I was, and she might have called me on it. But, but, I got real with her, and and I don't like doing that a lot. Um, I don't like being real with anybody. I barely like being real with myself. But dang, how are you supposed to get better? If you're not right. Ooh, am I performing now? No, I had to work very hard to tell you guys all this truth, keeping it 100, because I don't want to be performing, but why? What were we talking about? I totally got sidetracked, but that was, that, that was a ooh moment. That was like the, aha, you guys needed to hear it. Ooh, performing, I don't even know what I was talking about. She said, uh, what was he talking about? What do you mean to talk about performing? I'll think about it, give me a second. I'm thinking. Oh, they're keeping it real with the missionaries, maybe? And then, okay, so I told them everything, and, and mostly because it was funny, like, don't, don't, you say funny things sometimes, and this is, this is going to be the struggle of this podcast, and, and all future, any public, anything, is, I don't want to offend people, America, y'all are some sissies, <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, I might have, I'm, you're going to have haters, you know why I didn't want to be famous when I was little? I was supposed to be on, I got asked to be on Reading Rainbow. I was a good at, good reader. I didn't want to be. Do you know what I said at such a very young age, probably four? I don't want to be famous because then people will talk bad about you. Whew, uh, you know what hurts? The truth. You know what doesn't hurt? Untruths. When you're healed. Let them talk. That's none of your business. I'm telling myself, not just you guys. Anyways, the next year... Um, you know, after I ask God for help, I see my kid. 
And um, this year, yesterday, brings us back to the moment. Yesterday, I just seen 555, but it was 3555, but still, they were like, we're here. Angels. Yesterday, I, uh, I told God I was scared. I'm scared. It hurts. Can you help me once? Can you help me again? You probably said one more time. Can you help me again? Like, how about, can you, like, you see what you did last year? I've seen that. Can you, can you do that again, please? And I was crying to him. Wow, Laura and I proud of myself. Let me tell you why I'm proud of myself. Because I think I might have taken his hand this time instead of carrying me. I think I might have sat myself down and heard him. When I was in group last night, one of the girls said to slow down. Slow down, be still. There's some things that trigger me. I don't like that word. I think that's stupid. I don't want to hear. It's my opinion. For myself, I don't like the word trigger. You can use it to describe the feeling, but don't use it to describe the excuse. Ooh, (laughs) you can use the word trigger to describe the feeling, but don't use it to describe the excuse. What does that mean? I instantly was like mad because I don't like that side of me. The, 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 the addicted person, the, you know, that's embarrassing. Like somebody asked one time, who would you tell if you ever relapse in group? You know what I said? God. Now I would still have a hard time telling anybody else if I had, but at least I'm telling God. So you know what God did in that moment? When I said that in group last year, or this year, I mean, a few months ago, he says, all right, you tell me. So when I told him that it hurts, again, because what did he do last time I told him it hurts? Like my logic, that was my logic. I feel like I didn't have the Holy Spirit in me. That was the Tiffany. Like we're allowed to have our own minds. We do have that. Hey guys, guess what? We get our own minds. It's called free will and choices. There's a time when you hear your voice and it's not God or the devil. It's you get that it's nah you exist you're a person yeah it's you hey you you exist when your kids if your parents are divorced for me for myself you know if, and this is they're not good about it. i love my parents but i'm gonna speak my truth i didn't feel like i could have a voice because if i said something that went against my dad and it was my voice it was oh you got you got that from your mother but something to my mother that was against what they got that from your dad no no no, no. hey guys I don't know if you noticed, but I'm very stubborn and strong-willed. Guess what I get to do? Have my own thoughts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. I love being a story. I was sorry. Not sorry. That was validated too. And 3838. Bam. God said so. I can tell you. And my kids, when you grow up, you can tell about mommy. I might shiver in the corner and be like, mm, but, but I'm still going to, hey, I'm going to let you speak your truth. Um, parenting is hard. Nobody's judging anybody. My mom chose men over me. I chose drugs over my kids. Indirectly, I don't give a sh- You didn't defend her, don't defend me. I'm not defending myself. I was talking to myself. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. So help me, it hurts, right? Then tell me why. I went, look down, boom. Oh, it's time for church group. I'm a little late. Ooh, boom. I don't feel like I should belong in the group. Boom. Here she comes calling me. Tell me these wonderful things. Also, what happened in group was, Ellie said, slow down. She doesn't speak a lot. I had... I missed group. I haven't been in group in a couple seasons. I've really been focused on Lucas. But then I realized that, yeah, I've been focused on Lucas. But I, I wasn't feeling, and not because of drugs. I wasn't feeling because I found something else that was a drug, like um, distracting myself with yoga. Just keeping busy. 
So normally when somebody would say calm down, so first of all, when people have anxiety, please don't say calm down. Like rude. Okay, let's calm me down. <laughs> Ooh, now that is a trigger. Don't be, don't be telling people that they need to calm down. Why don't you ask them what is making them feel that way? And then don't tell them that their their feelings aren't valid. Like, oh, that's stupid. That's silly. How about say, what is causing you to feel that way? What can I do to help you? Or even simply state a positive affirmation, even if you don't believe it. Send it to the universe. Everything will be okay. Comfort them. If somebody's panicking, we, I have panic attacks about lots of things. Like if I'm in a car with somebody and I want to go to my dad's, for whatever it's my dad's. If somebody changes up the route that I'm used to going, not taking 55 South, taking 141 instead, wow, I feel like I've wanted to kick out windshields before. Now I've maintained my emotions now, but but uh, things like that. Like if you know that they're going to get upset if you go that way, can you just go the way they know? Why is it so difficult? Um, and But everybody doesn't have to cater us. Sometimes we have to be uncomfortable, but you shouldn't have to be uncomfortable all the time. God knows our limits. But I'm going to get this finished, so I want to end this podcast now because i got things to do today, but this needed to be said. So she, you know, that that lady told me to slow down, and I, for, for one, like that time and the time the ambulance when the, the lady said I was trying to die or whatever, um, first of all, God knows how I underreact. So in her saying that, you didn't almost die, you did die. Now I know I did, and how serious it is, because my the devil would try to lie to me and say it's not that serious. God instills things in us, so we know, no, that's your truth, because sometimes we lose our truth. And, you know, she could have said easily, assumed that, oh, she's just on drugs, she has a history of drug use, she, you know, she's coming and crying, she's thinking she's hearing things like, you know what, she's on drugs. And that's what I thought she was going to say. But she said, that was the devil, he makes the most noise when he's leaving. And she was calling me to validate that I do need to be in that group. Like she had an all night. So I asked God for help yesterday, and that's what I did. I said, help me one more time. She called me. All right. Angels and spirit and God, they can't intervene unless you ask them. Oh, God, maybe. He's God. He can do anything. But really, will not. I don't know. But you have to. Okay. Something similar to God, spirit, my angels. You have power to act on my behalf. <laughs> and they will. Boom! You just gave the permission. Now they cannot. Angels, for sure, spirit. <clears throat> they can't do anything if you don't let them. Give them permission. Tell your kids to give them permission. Teach your kids that. I did. Not know, but I got to talk to her today. Going out there. But, but Lucas, last time he was on the phone, I said, Lucas, can you repeat something after me? And he said a prayer with me. Or we said a prayer with me, yeah. And he did. He repeated it after I told him to give the angels. And then I almost said, ask God to forgive for sins. But then I realized he's six. He's not accountable for his sins yet. Lucky you. <laughs> no, but um, he's when he is accountable for his sins, he's probably going to be a very stable, healthy individual. Um, not just because of me, because it's, because of uh, he has a good dad. And he has a great siblings, Kaylee and Audrey. You know, I'll say, let me just stick up for Kaylee and Audrey for a second. Everybody, I, I just, I want to make known, because this is my love. I think it's time to show, where is the love? It's time to show the love. So I'm going to show it. Usually I do things and don't brag about it, but I think people need to hear the good things you do. So, and because of it affects them. And this is bring positivity, so I'm not going to be confused. I'm going to tell you what I did. I'm not going to push anybody under the bus, but somebody had said, 
while back, and I'm, mind you, he, he did with, hold my son for me for three years, but whose fault was that for the, it was his initially. That wasn't nice. That was not nice, and I still am working on my anger and forgiveness for that, but I still know that I forgive him. I choose to forgive him, and and I feel a lot of peace and anger, and now I might have had a little anger when I said that just now because I, the trauma needs to be healed before I before I build bricks and build a new house as far as I'm concerned, but but it's not his fault I didn't have my son for three years. I it's also it's also not all my fault because I was I feel like I was underdeveloped and I didn't have emotional strength yet. And I'm just saying that he carried me, but it was my fault because I didn't do didn't do what I'm doing now, calling the school from until I love him, bringing him cupcakes for school, getting a lawyer putting all the effort and energy and that's why I had not approved in a while I feel like because that one I was so focused on Lucas and two so focused on my healing I was taking reset but now I realized I wasn't maintaining and I could have really downward slipped but in that moment I took his hand does the maximum recording is 60 minutes so I'm really that here I wrote a poem and it said, what did it say? It said, I'm going to read it to you. Where is it? Oh, it's on Facebook. Oh, it's called, let me see if I can say something. It says, that drug they call ice, that slang they say, took everything that I had away. It was easy, then that I carried you one day at a time. Easy does it, just for a day. These things daily, I will say. And then I forgot the rest, but I'm going to just show it to you in a second. I'm looking at my save. It's really important. And then I got to end this podcast because it's 60. I mean, I, this is the first one I ever hit next time. Wow. This is probably my best podcast ever, just my opinion. Ooh, keeping it 100. Didn't we? If you or someone you know is um, thinking or contemplating suicide, please call the Suicide Prevention Hotline. I want to say this. Um much as I possibly can. Um, I'm going to look at the suicide prevention hotline. And it's uh, 1-800-273-8255. If you or someone you know is, is contemplating suicide, please call the crisis hotline. It's, a 20, it's 24-7. It's free. It's confidential for people in distress prevention and crisis resources for you or your loved ones and best practices from professionals. 1-800-273-8255. You don't have to do it alone. I need to tell you this. And I, they didn't sponsor me. I'm just throwing that out there. And there's things I probably forgot to tell you that I was I had gotten off course. But, you know, blame it on my ADD. That song by Lucas Joyner, ADHD. Ooh, I love that song. Okay, anyways, is that. See, I got such, I said something for mental health awareness. It made me tell you guys that. But I'm going to read this poem to you. And then I'm out this mug. And I'll be back. So let me look for it real quick. I like to do it fast because I like to do slam poetry and they opened up a funny bone by the way. They didn't sponsor me either. They should. Um, in St. Charles. One second. I'm finding this. Um, oh, I swear I've lost it. Thanks. One second. Allowing for silence just right now. I'm looking. 
course, it's one of the last ones. I gotta work for this thing, don't I? Because that was wants someone to hear that. Okay. Here it is. A drug I call ice, that sling they say, took everything that I had away. I went to jail, was institutionalized, was facing death. Jails, institutions, and death, thanks to meth. I knew something had to change. I couldn't take no more. I was tired of struggle for sure. And I prayed for God and asked him to fight my addiction for me because it was too hard to fight on my own. But not only that, he had forgiven me for every seed I'd ever sown. Meth is the devil. It really is, and it will take you away from your kids. I read a poem once on Facebook about the glass bubble and the trouble that it causes, and before I took another hit, there were no pauses. Not a pause to think about what I was doing and the freedom and things I was losing. I just wanted that hit, but guess what? God has taken away its power, and it don't run shit. Now be aware, because with one hit, you can be addicted and life will be afflicted. But if you don't believe me, go ahead and do it, and I will visit you in jail, because jails, institutions, and death, and that's all that's left. Whoa, powerful, right? I'm getting goosebumps. Here's something else I'm supposed to tell you. Um... I had wrote a poem exactly one year to the day I went to jail, and I didn't know it was the year I went to jail. Um, and it's, it's an analogy. The road was bumpy, and I was jolted and fearing the worst. Just when the t- tire fall- was falling off, the car stopped first. I didn't hit the brakes. I couldn't. My heart ached. If he wouldn't have had me stop down an embankment, I would have dropped. Now, sometimes we get upset and a little mad even. Sometimes life happens when we feel like giving up and leaving. It's in these moments when the car stopped before the wheel fell off and rolled away that we may not be here if the acceleration didn't change. We were mad and convinced and wondering why. Maybe because it was saving you from an embankment where at the bottom, lifeless, you would lie. I thank God for slowing me down and for the little unanswered prayers because when I thought nobody cared, he was always there. I know he has me and it's just the car coming to a stop. I know he has me. It's just the car coming to a stop because it's time to woman up, wipe my tears, go get my kids and climb back to the top. Written by Tiffany Tommy, January 24, 2019. Ironically, writing this, I didn't know this was the day I got arrested this year that saved my life, and it gives me goosebumps. January 24, 2018. was the day I got arrested and stayed in jail for that long. December 1st, 2021. I will be released from probation. And I'm confirming it, confessing it, and affirming it. I will be released from probation December 1st, 2021. In Jesus' name. Satan, get thee behind me. Namaste. I will praise him from the depths of hell every day.